Hey, this is Saurabh, and I just want to borrow a few seconds to tell you, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. For this episode, it's a little bit special, Katie. One thing I didn't tell you before we started recording, oh this is the 20th episode. For this movie, it's just a little different because I'm not usually a big horror movie person. Are you? Like, are you do you watch a lot of horror movies? Well, as a kid, because it was like, let's go to sneak preview or like hmm. blockbuster and get the I'm still traumatized because there's a certain older brother who may be listening to this episode who <laughs> scared the living shit out of me with probably one of the first horror movies I ever saw. Which one? He told me that, you know what, Saurabh, look, it just because it has this nice, you know, title and name and it's about candy, Candyman. Oh. I mean, our, um. <laughs> our parents were, were out of the house. He was watching me. We, we rented a movie. We went down to, we went to Blockbuster <laughs> and he picked that movie and he's like, yeah, don't worry. We'll be fine. I couldn't look in the mirror for like a month. Really? He scared the hell out of me. I was a little kid. The one that scared me was Hellraiser at like nine. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, wow, that's really fucking cool, mom. And she's like, you're not supposed to watch it. And I'm like, <laughs> as a kid, mm-hmm. naturally... Going to Blockbuster and perusing the aisles of the horror movies were like ideal, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, could you get your hands on one before it's gone? So yeah, anyways, loved it. I'd say my mother always watched old movies. So for me, scary movies were like the original Hill House, um, Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm still never going to be over that. I mean, like for, for horror films, like the, I usually, I'll like them if it's more of a psychological thriller, psychological yeah, thriller horror. Thriller is a different word. Thriller is psychological. So that's yeah. why I say horror movie, it, I think of slapstick. So like, I think of Dumb and Dumber mm. as far as slapstick when I think of I'm trying to imagine Dumb and Dumber as a horror movie oh right now. God, know, right? <laughs> like an older horror movie I'm thinking of, I remember, uh, Village of the Damned. That, that scared the hell out of me, I, I remember. Children but, of the Corn. Children of the Corn, for sure. I mean, look, John Carpenter, like these type of things. Oh, like, yeah, he ruled. Well, the, the other one too, like, okay, if you want to like move it up to like the 2000s, like uh, Saw. When the first Saw came out, I liked that one because it was original. It was graphic, but it was, you know... Before it became like Saw two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. like that. Then I'm just and like, the all right. Grudge and like all this. Yeah, well, the original Grudge was really good. Same point, but, but see, yeah, same point. Because then it's like just all right. We're testing ways to, to have the makeup department and you know yeah. practical I, effects team. How can we push and be different? <laughs> I think one thing the audience is going to hear pretty soon is that we, we have differing opinions on this movie, but one thing I think I think we can agree on for the film we're going to talk about today is this is not your typical horror movie. Are no, it's say? not. It's it, not. It's emotional. To me, it's more a psychological thriller. I think they advertise it as this, like, frightening, boogie-woogie, like, got this, like, big, like, I feel like a big shadow comes over you, like, hmm. in a Disney movie when I mentally think of it. And then I think about the actual movie, and it's just like, nope. <laughs> and for this one, definitely, because we, we have a lot of thoughts on this one, we need to get into particulars uh, about it, so this is going to be a spoiler review. The movie we're talking about today is The Black Phone. Let's talk for a minute. For 
for the black phone, one thing that, that we were saying that this was not what we expected. And, uh, you know, uh, on this one, Katie, when you're going to see a horror movie and, you know, you're excited, you're looking forward to it, like, what are you expecting? In a horror movie? In a horror movie. It did deliver pieces of that. A horror movie, I think, of a lot of makeup, a lot of props, a lot of visual, maybe not necessarily special effects, but visual effects, visual, mm. you know, learning. Like, you, basically, you could put it on mute and, like, watch the whole movie. This movie, listening to it is going to make a great deal of difference than if you put it on mute in the background and watch it, because you can do that, but... Mm. Yeah. I mean, like for a horror movie, I want definitely the good jump scares. I want practical effects that, you know, are going to be definitely creepy a little, a little bit out there. Yeah. Not for the sake of just doing it, but it serves a purpose, the scare. You know what I mean? There wasn't as much of it, but I still liked it because the moments that it did appear, I felt the jumps and the scares were effective. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. No, this... Did not make me jump. This was the phone would ring, and that's basically the most. It it became annoying. It sounds like an iPhone, y'all. So you're like sitting there, and the phone rings. He always picks it up. By the way, you don't really. There's like a few times where you're like, "Oh, is he gonna pick it up?" What do you give it out of ten? And is it theater worthy, or can you wait till you uh, to rent it? You want to rent this one? Do not pay nineteen dollars, but hmm. please do wait. And if you want to pay nineteen dollars, go for it. I did. I got sucked into it. <laughs> Sora. So, um, anyways, waiting for that <laughs> Venmo reimbursement. But um, sorry, rent or stream. There are <laughs> options. Yeah. It's not that bad. What's your, what's your kickback on this? Um, so, um, yeah, out of 10, I would give it six and a half to a seven. Six and a half to a seven. I mean, it's hard to, for me to give it 10. It's really hard. No, no, no. I, I, so I mean, like, you're very sweet with your number, so go ahead and tell y'all he's really nice about it. I So <laughs> I I definitely think, yeah, like I I tend to give like a lot of good reviews, but it's because you have to, you have to try really to do yeah. things that, that like rub me the wrong way, you know? So like, yeah. so like for this movie, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Let's first start with the pros for the movie. First of all, from Ethan Hawke fantastic. to, yeah. I mean, Ethan Hawke is always great. I really enjoy when he plays villains. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, he's fantastic. Um, he, he was in Moon Knight recently. Yeah. I and, mean, to be honest, his hmm. Shakespeare is, I mean, proof. And he knows his stuff and his emotions. You were telling me about the masks. So like, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's something to be said with this mask. So if you notice, first of all, it's two pieces for the most part. And if it ever looks like one, it's not. It's still two pieces. So to me, I want you to think of this mask and remember that it represents the beast in him. Hmm. The beast in the basement. This just like basic but very horrific character. Now, as you're looking at this mask that I'm sure you've all seen in this advertisement, look at that mask and notice there's a smile and in the movie there's sometimes a frown. But Ethan has mentioned how there's never two of the same masks mm. or never two of the same, I guess you could say, setups on the face. I feel when you look at this mask, everybody, notice often when he takes the bottom or the top off. And what is he doing when he's doing that? If you notice the first time you see him with only the mask on, the bottom has nothing. And to me, that means the rage completely took him over. He took the kid. He knows what he did. So the rage is inside him right now. But he's he doesn't know what to do yet because the little boy hasn't acted in the ways he wants or not wants yet. And, you know, he's trying his best not to act that way, in my opinion, mentally. And then. 
then you see him in the corner watching him in the middle of this movie and mm-hmm. he's got those eyes again showing and they're teary and so to me it makes me feel like eyes eyes are the gateway to the soul the mm-hmm. soul is you know I believe everyone has a good heart ultimately so it becomes kind of emotional and to me as soon as you see that you can see as if he has tape over his mouth and mm-hmm. he can't take it off he can't help himself and if you notice he, he gets even more like offended you can tell it's more like an ego thing when he leaves that scene and you still are like again no backstory as to why that pisses him off that is something that does keep you in this movie and you don't ever get to find out what drives him yeah so that that's also very interesting along with Ethan Hawke the fact that you have the the two child actors um, so Mason Thames who plays Finney Mm -hmm. and Madeline McGraw who plays plays Gwen the sister yeah she's I mean yeah the the fact that this movie leans heavily on the child actors the, the fact that director Scott Derrickson was able to cast these two incredible actors but especially I, I do think uh, Madeline McGraw as the sister she, wow. she was great and then the other thing about this film I like how it's based off a short story from Stephen King's son Joe King but goes by Joe Hill the other thing too and this is maybe where we might disagree it's not a typical horror movie but I liked that part of it I, I liked that it was I felt a big part of it was about Finney learning to stand up for himself but now I'm too I, sentimental about this kid so. <laughs> we're gonna dive into the cons now because as you can tell we, we have some thoughts on the cons too you mentioned that there's not much of a backstory with ethan hawk i remember you saying it adds to it or it pulls you in i can understand that but like i felt it was so minimal like a little something even with it would have been nice. another thing too was there's a phone that the kid you know is, is always answering in the room that he's kept in and it's this whole supernatural element and there's very little that is talked about you know, to give you any kind of backstory to the supernatural part. I'm not saying you have to put a lot in there to explain it, but give a little bit something. And then the rest, yes, leave to imagination. But there was nothing given there. That part kind of bothered me. There was one thing from the positives that I, I, I just also wanted to make sure that, that I mentioned. When the jump scares do happen, I feel like they're really effective. When Finney's on the phone and mm-hmm. then, the, then the camera kind of pans around and you see a dead kid, you know, like uh, standing up talking to him, whatever, like yeah. one, one of the ghost kids. You don't he know. You don't, you don't know that. <laughs> I, hey, I, you know what? I jumped. <laughs> Sorry. But it, That's, yeah. I, I thought like very effective. And then the, the other thing too was when Ethan Hawke's brother figures out what's going on and then Hawk ends him right there like that 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 wasn't shocking like that was just so out of no because you're sitting there going he's probably being either a one minute the first thought to tell me you're not thinking this the first thought is he's standing next to him and he's either being a forced to say this to the kid because Ethan Mm. wants to come out and do something weird Mm. or he's like there and you already know Ethan's coming Mm. to me I knew the kid wasn't going to get out with the brother because the brother was shady throughout the movie why would they give him he could have been cut from the whole script. The brother? Yeah. Okay. He, they, I, to me, I would have rather had his sister open that door. Maybe like she hits him and a ceiling falls. Okay. I don't mind that him and the boy get a little mangy. This is my thriller. <laughs> I mean, isn't that scary in the whole movie? That one? <laughs> that was so much scarier. Scarier. It was scarier. The way we're talking is scarier in this whole fucking movie, dude. Oh, wasted two hours. This actually... 
was why at least two points, you know, were taken off for me. There's a whole part in the beginning where I feel like they gloss over this whole thing of the kid's dad is basically abusing and beating the shit out of them. And I'm like, why are you including that? Unless that's an important part of the story. And they really did nothing. They do. There's one point in the movie and I, I don't know why I caught it, but like I really caught this moment where she was apologizing and crying and he's like, you're not like your mother. You don't see and hear things like your mother so clearly we know the mother died now they don't i don't remember them telling us how she died i, I don't think i don't remember was, either yeah i don't think the dad did it because i remember them talking about rated r movies not being able to see rated r movies so at some point there was some sort of structure to that family but it's mm. been broken now right this mm. is like a house of cards been done but she says and she's crying towards the end when he starts to kind of you know come around and of course, at the ending, everything is happy in that family. Um, <laughs> right? And he gets to date the girl in like fourth grade or whatever he's dating. So what, you want to tell people that like, if you're expecting a horror movie, sorry? I'd say it's a good movie for for dates, if especially first dates, because it'll see what your temperament. I mean, it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty poopy thriller movie and it's a decent horror movie with the black phone want to recap on first the theater versus theater at home okay i would say at home because you want to feel as frightened as possible and if you even want to feel frightened (laughs) do not go to the theater if you have a basement this movie is perfect you need to stay home and watch it i don't know i feel like if you're in the theater Mm. you're just gonna walk out and be really pissed (laughs) like you gotta pay for parking too huh Uh, this is not one you have to see in the theater i I think at home is fine and as you said like for the type of story movie you're seeing it's more effective to the see the ambiance is is dead spot on yeah and that's another thing that they're going to be able to reel the cash in and re- it's going to be a reason why it has high rotten tomatoes and rental rates mm. uh, now mind you 10 is like you know i'm not mm. going to give listings all of you have your versions of a 10 for me this is not a 10 okay no, no. this is a will keep you enticed i'll give you that mm. it's not completely boring but I'll give it a, a seven I'm gonna stay with the with the eight, but it's a, I will admit it's a generous eight for sure. Um, He's getting kickbacks. Well, yeah. yeah. But no, I just want to say, Katie, again, mm-hmm. thank you for being here. Like this is the twentieth episode. But the thing is, you know what, twentieth episode or not, we got to do more of these episodes for Definitely. sure. That's been the Black Phone. I hope you all do check it out. Thank you for listening. 